0: Welcome to Authenticity Belonging Community, where I explore the ABCs of inclusivity by conversing with interesting guests from a variety of fields and disciplines about how they foster inclusive workplaces and communities. Shirley Buck has some very clear and distinct ideas of how she sees herself in the world. As a survivor, an advocate, a teacher, and a lifelong learner, each of these plays an important role in what she does, how she moves through the world and how she interacts with others. And she has overcome some monumental life challenges by practicing listening and self-compassion. Welcome to Authenticity, belonging community the podcast that explores the abcs of inclusivity i'm your host michael fosberg and with me today is shirley buck the author of the internationally best-selling book sweet freedom whispered in my ear a dedicated mindset coach specializing in trauma and abuse recovery drawing from her own remarkable journey of overcoming years of severe abuse and trauma in addition to her coaching expertise, she is also an energy healer, helping individuals find healing and empowerment. Her life's mission is to inspire and guide others on their path to recovery, resilience, and personal transformation. Shirley Buck, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: It's good to have you here. And, um, based on uh, the, you know I, I always open the podcast um, because I'm kind of obsessed with this idea of identity and how we identify and of course, you know we have to let the listeners know who you are with um, something that you've actually provided me. But knowing that and knowing that I've done that myself, these bios don't necessarily define really who we are, the essence of who we are. And so the first question is, how would you see yourself? And what are the identities that are core to how you see yourself in the world?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I see myself as a survivor. I've overcome years of severe abuse and trauma. Uh, one of the things that have led me to the book, to writing the book. I also identify as an advocate. And I want to speak up for people who have experience trauma and abuse and maybe feel like they don't have the strength or the courage I also want to be an advocate to be in their corner when others kind of for lack of a better word cut them down for maybe the way they're living or not smiling enough or you know to 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 kind of be more understanding of people that are you know that have been through trauma and abuse. And I also feel like I'm a teacher because I like to teach others the tools to change their mindset, to overcome anxiety and depression, to overcome insecurity, to learn self-love, to take ownership, be childlike, play, have fun in life, and also a lifelong learner because I am far from over- (laughs) Yes. when it comes to learning so it, you know light, learning is a lifelong process
0: yes i'm glad you added that i i'm also a teacher and i i when i tell people that i i learn from my students they're like well wait a minute aren't you the teacher and i'm like um i'm i'm learning <laughs> constantly so
1: i think i learn the most from my grandkids to be honest <laughs> ah. yeah they're they're amazing and they really do teach you how to live and be happy and joyful
0: yeah yeah. So I'm just going to speculate. Do you, do you see yourself as a grandmother?
1: As a grandmother? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, they call me ma, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: which is, they call their mom, ma, mama and they call me ma. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love being a mother and a grandmother. I feel like those have brought me the most joy in life, those, yeah. those titles.
0: Yeah, well, and the uh, titles are a part of who you are, the essence of who right. you are, and how you see yourself, and how you carry yourself in the world.
1: Right, yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. True. Uh, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit with listeners about your journey, which I'm sure is fairly explicitly detailed in your book, but I'm wondering if you can uh, help listeners understand a little bit more about your journey.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I was born to deaf parents, which in itself brings its own set of challenges because you become their voice, their ears at a very young age. So I guess uh, advocacy was something I took on at a very young age. Uh, an example of that is I interpreted my parents' divorce at the age of five. I, my mother became an alcoholic when I was about eight, a few years after the divorce. And she had become a very abusive alcoholic and she had taken out her frustrations on me. I was, during that time, I was also someone who had to make sure rent checks were written out, you know, food stamps were, you know, were not only received, but I had to kind of hide some because she would like to sell them to go buy alcohol and things like that. So I I was had to be responsible at a very young age. And at the age of 13, she had committed suicide and she tried to take my life that same night. Mm. Uh, she, um, you know, I felt guilty for one. I ha- uh, I felt like I had failed her. I was trying to take care of her in the household. I had to learn to forgive. I had to learn she had an illness. So that that in itself was um, a tragic experience. And that's not where the abuse had stopped. I moved in with my father who was already married and she didn't want me to eat there or wash my clothes there. So I ended up working for a local grocery store where the owner molested me for two years. Um, I, I had been through a whole lot. I had anxiety, depression. I was, had eating disorders. I was everywhere from 80 pounds to 200 pounds on the scale. I I went through a whole lot. And at the age of 23 is when I suffered a major breakdown. Mm -hmm. And I really never thought I'd be okay. After that, I thought I would probably be institutionalized and I was hopeless. I was broken. Mm-hmm. But uh there's something inside me after after about three months of being broken, I was like, okay, I, I want to live life, I want to be happy, I want, I want the better things in life. And I started getting my hands on every self-book, self-help book that I could get my hands on, and I devoured them and I studied mostly. Mindset and how to change your mindset to overcome adversity. And that later had led me into the laws of attraction and manifestation. And the odds were heavily stacked against me. And I will tell you that these things really do work. They really do work. And I never did any traditional therapy or meds or anything like that. I did this strictly by learning how to change my thought process
0: hmm. was there a specific event or something that took place when you were I think you said 23 that sort of uh yes
1: uh I I was engaged uh-huh. to uh, my children's father when we're, we're no longer married but we're still friends uh-huh. but uh he and i i mean i felt safe with him i felt everything was taken care of i didn't have to be the one keeping everything in control all the time anymore and i think once i felt safe everything that i was pushing down and and hiding behind with you know drugs alcohol partying like er- everything i was suppressing came to a surface and had to go somewhere. And I didn't know how to deal with so many different aspects of abuse and trauma and emotions. And it was just overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But I think I had to be in a safe place before I could actually try to deal with that. And I didn't even cry about my mother's suicide until I was 29 years old. So Um, I just was surviving really just, (laughs) you know, just taking every day as it was coming and just, I, you know, just getting through it.
0: Yeah, sure. That is a lot to take in all of that up until you're 29 when it finally, the, the, the dike breaks, so to speak. And, right. uh, and the tears can come out and you can forge a new path on your own, which is yeah. pretty remarkable. So thinking about that and taking that into consideration and thinking about um. I mean, you said it right off the bat that you see yourself as a survivor. Have you ever felt that walking into a room that your identity was or might be an obstacle?
1: Yeah, when you when you. I think for especially for people who are overcoming trauma and abuse, there's a lot of shame Mm. and a lot of a lack of confidence and you worry about how others might perceive you. Like maybe they can see through you and see what you're really feeling. Like Mm -hmm. I may be stressed out, but I'm trying to act like I don't have a care in the world or, you know, I'm not hurting. And it's important to remember that your identity and past do not have to define your worth or your potential. You know, I think it's important to know too, that being vulnerable takes more strength than putting up those walls and acting tough. And um, so, yeah, I've, I've, there's been many times I've walked into a room and felt like, uh, I, I mean, I can't even say that that's really totally gone for me. I can still walk into, like I just joined a woman's club and I didn't know anybody when I walked in the room and there's still that little like, oh, how are they perceiving me? But now I have the tools to say, Mm. I'm just going to look at them in a loving way and see their good characters, their smile and and focus on their good qualities instead of worrying about what they're thinking about me. But yeah, that, that probably is a very common struggle.
0: Mm. Common. Well, I guess it's common for, for many, many people, but I guess I, what I want to ask is uh, probably a common thing for survivors Having a lot of self-doubt, walking into a room with so much trauma and abuse that's been taking place in your life and feeling like, um, uh, yeah, well, trusting you it, people
1: is yeah. a whole nother, uh, you know, trusting people is a whole nother, um, yeah. avenue because you've been betrayed yeah. so much. And especially when you're betrayed by your own family, mm-hmm. your own mother, your own father, you feel like, well, who can I really trust? You mm-hmm. know, and trust becomes a, a very difficult thing to give to people so um i feel like yeah it it, it can be very challenging
0: so you mentioned uh, a little bit about this earlier but so so you're in that space and you walk in and you're feeling that you know what self-doubts and feeling that maybe you don't belong there or whatever it is but then you 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 mentioned something you use something to sort of turn it around talk about that a little bit more for us how and 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 how did you come to that
1: okay well that comes with my process and i i I created a 90-day course that actually Mm -hmm. i refer back to quite a bit myself but it it almost becomes second nature when you practice it so much um so perception perception is i mean two people could be looking at the same thing and see completely different situations
0: yes indeed so
1: perception is very important So if you're focusing on yourself and what they could possibly be finding wrong with you, like maybe my hair is not right, maybe what I'm wearing isn't right, uh, I don't know if I should speak up. I don't like you're. If you're just focusing on your own emotions and yourself, you're probably going to become a little anxious. Mm -hmm. And um, but if you kind of just focus on other people in a positive way, that's that's super important. Not just focusing on people like what's she wearing or what you know. It's like yeah, you know saying, wow, that person has a really nice smile or that person looks friendly or, um, wow, that person had a lot of valid, uh, you know, uh, information they gave. And, you know, you start to look at things that way. You know, I I do that almost in everyday life. I remember um, during COVID, the highways I, and I live in Chicago and Chicago is you know for me I've always taken pride in how clean it is for being such a big city yeah and I would drive down the highway and there'd just be garbage everywhere and it would drive me nuts mm. and so every time I'd be driving to a client's house or driving anywhere I would be frustrated and then I said wait a minute well, my drives are becoming frustrating like why am I not looking up at like the clouds and the skyline the beautiful skyline the beautiful mm. lake michigan like Why am I focusing on the garbage when I could be focusing on the beauty? So there are two different ways to look at things. And then my drives got significantly better because I wasn't focusing on that. And especially when there's something you can't do anything about, like I can't go clean the city of Chicago, right? I can keep my little corner clean, but I cannot go clean the city of Chicago. So it, it, perception is huge. And once you learn how to kind of shift your mindset, and I usually, uh, my emotional scale. So if I'm not feeling good, if I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling down. So then I start to say, okay, where's my thought pattern at? What am I thinking about? Where am I focusing my thoughts on? So then I say, okay, well, I want to feel a little bit better. Now, now you usually can't jump from being sad or frustrated to joy and you know you have to gradually move up that emotional scale so you can just change your thought process start thinking about different things and bringing yourself back to this part of the scale you want to be on
0: yeah yeah it's i have listeners are probably gonna be sick of hearing this from me but uh uh one of my uh guests uh, spoke about something that was actually from Ted Lasso, <laughs> oh, which, is, okay. which is about um, being curious and not judgmental. And I've used that over and over again. That's, that's, that's a good one. You know. Well, it's great, but I also think about it in terms of what you just said, like not only being not judgmental about someone else, but not self-judgmental, you know, yeah, that's being, more, being more curious about someone else and less self-judgmental could um, be a big help to people so you just one
1: one of my lessons in my course is focused on self-love because it's um, not taught enough we're conditioned by media billboards tv shows whatever that we have to look a certain way to be accepted we have to have a certain amount you know bank account we have to have a certain home and you know like we're always being judged or at least told that we're not good enough like here, come in and lose weight. Here, come and get your facelift. Come, you're like we're always yeah. being told you need to improve. So it's very hard to be confident and love yourself unless you do the work mentally, because we're constantly getting bombarded by those things, and we're also getting bombarded by bad news all the time. Right. You know. So. Right. It's important, like you know, like you said, you know, and self self judgment is, and I, I, I think one of the most profound things that I did as an adult, I, I meditate a lot. And I went back to a situation where I was being hit by my mother as a child. And I went in and like, what would I do as an outsider? I went in and I hugged that little girl and I said, you're beautiful, you're strong, you're tough, you're You're going to have a beautiful, wonderful life, you know, and I just talked to her so lovingly without any judgment. Mm. And then I, and then you kind of realize, wait a minute, that little girl, that's me. Why am I so hard on myself? I would give anyone else that same compassion. Why is it so hard to give that same compassion to ourselves? So that's a really important lesson to learn too to give ourselves compassion and, and love ourselves.
0: Absolutely. So important. How do you go about forging new connections with people, either in your workplace or outside within your community? Are there different ways in which you, the methods that you use? or?
1: I do. I actively engage with others by, um, I visit local businesses and oh. I get to know the business owners on a personal level. Like the lady, I, owns a coffee shop. We're now best friends, you know, but I listen to people when they talk. Usually they're telling you a lot of valuable information about themselves, but sometimes we're thinking about what we want to say and are we going to be a productive part of the communication? Oh, what am I going to say next? Like really listen to what people are saying is important. Uh, Like I said, I just joined a local women's, club that does a lot of work in the community uh social media I stay active with friends and family through that I I'm always trying to like I joined in a woman's entrepreneurial club I do volunteer work so things like that I just you know stay active with getting to know people uh, and I also keep the people who are in my circle close to me too I don't you know just go find new people and and but i i stay close to the people i already have close in my life as well
0: yeah i want to couple that with something because you talked about it a little bit at the top of your answer there but not only is listening important but um asking questions because as you you kind of touched on we're we tend to um want to talk about ourselves Right, Quite a bit. And when we actually ask questions and then, as you so aptly put it, listen deeply, right. Uh, there's a lot more richness in our conversations and our interactions.
1: Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah if you could recommend to our listeners one thing that could act as a catalyst for a more inclusive society or workplace. What do you think that would be?
1: Well, you know that I I told you I've read a lot of self-help books and stuff, but I think the, and I don't know if you can start there, but I really love the books and teaching of Esther Hicks, you know, Abraham Hicks and Manifestation, The Laws of Attraction. It took my thought process of being positive mindset of, of learning how to perceive things differently, it took me to a whole nother level. Now I don't know if someone isn't is new to changing their mindset, if they could just jump right into that. Yeah. Because I I came into that after learning a lot about mindset change. But it has really, I will have to say it's like changed my life. I started listening maybe I don't know 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago. But it's um packed with wonderful, wonderful advice mm-hmm. in a in a loving way without judgment. Uh and I think it could improve workplaces. I think it, it it'll improve you'll improve yourself, which will make you a better um addition to the workplaces or your relationships. And I don't know, for me, I I Think that that's a good thing to a good place to start you know
0: it, a, it, i'm not f- familiar with that particular person but if if i could ask you to elaborate on, on, on what is the initial what is the initial take that uh is is espoused in this work
1: that we're co-creators oh, of our life Co-
0: okay.
1: co-creators um with source we are co-creators and source can be God, you know, it it comes in a lot of different titles, but, um, it teaches to connect to your inner being and to create the life you desire. And it gives you the tools to create. Um, and I, I've learned to manifest. And when we, when I get in my own way and think about it too much, then it it, it starts to get a little muddy, but, Mm -hmm. um, they even give you like simple things to start with. Like if you focus on dimes or something, you'll start seeing dimes, you know, it'll, it'll show you how, once you start to learn how to manifest, evidence will start showing up. And, and it's, it's just so real for me, it works. And it's a different way of looking at things it's more spiritual yes instead of um you know some of the traditional teachings that teach us fear and guilt it's it's more about non-judgmental and that we are 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 a part of source and that we can co-create our lives so
0: and what is it about co-creating our lives that would allow us to connect with others to to feel more included
1: i think that you will naturally be aligned with other people that Hmm. want to be more positive and create a, a a better impact in this world so once you start changing your mindset you will you're aligned with good or bad, wherever your mindset is, right? So if you align with a higher vibration, you you will align with others that are also in a at vibrating at a higher frequency that um, want to make a change in the world for the better, instead mm-hmm. of focusing on the negative and the lower vibration and being a part of that, you can be a part of a society that's vibrating higher and making an impact to change the life a world for the best mm-hmm.
0: for the better thank you for that so i'm going to shift gears completely completely okay. not not completely but
1: okay sort of.
0: so you know we all perceive uh definitions to particular words slightly differently um it's just the way the nature of things we, we talked about it earlier a little bit about that um and of course we all come to the table with our own set of biases, judgments. Um, But if I were to ask you what it means to be authentic, how would you describe that? And what does that look like for you?
1: I think being authentic kind of means being vulnerable too. Mm -hmm. Not hiding behind walls, not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, again, probably not being too concerned on how we're being viewed, Uh but really like I'm trying to live my purpose of helping others overcome trauma, abuse, anxiety, depression, you know, overcome adversity. So I feel like that's my authentic self. In order to be authentic, I have to be vulnerable. I have to be able to share my story and my, my fears and my setbacks and how I overcome them and writing the book was my first step in doing that, laying out my whole life story for the world to see was pretty scary. And I had to go back to a time like I had to write every all, everything that happened down first. And then I had to go back and relive it in order to give the reader the emotions, the colors, the taste, whatever that, you know, to describe it fully so they understand how I was feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. And I had to go back to a place that I don't visit or focus on anymore <laughs> in order to write that book. Yeah. I think that's that's being authentic, like. Saying, look, I want to help you, but I don't, I'm not going to just say, hey, I can help you because I've been through some things. I'm, I'm really telling you my story. I'm really wanting you to understand what kind of things you can overcome. And, And I think just truly sharing who you are and yourself, I think that's being authentic, being vulnerable. I hope I answered that.
0: Yeah, yeah. That that, well, (laughs) I I mean, I asked that question, you know, of, of all my guests. I asked all these questions are the same, really. I'm I'm interested in how people again perceive identity and authenticity is something that people perceive slightly differently. And it's always interesting to me. Uh, you know sometimes people talk about vulnerability and that being a, a real key part of it right. I a discussion I just had with a, a guest and we talked about honesty and truthfulness and sincerity and and so all of these it circles around all of these things but I think it's really key to in in, in the discussion of identity and about who we are how we perceive ourselves and how we look at other people I think a vulner, um uh, authenticity is a real key yeah
1: part. I guess self-awareness would be, yeah, pretty big too there you, go. you know to kind of maybe take the time to get to know yourself through meditation or whatever just quiet your mind and kind of be aware of yourself I think for a lot of years I, I, I wasn't aware of who I was or I, I honestly feel like I was just adopting I was like a chameleon like whoever whatever crowd I was in I was that person I was that, I really didn't know who I was for a very long time. Yeah. And um, my daughter, I think, knows me better than I know myself. And she, she will point out things every once in a while. And I'll be like, makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, we're always learning, like I said before. Um, but self-awareness, I think, is, is probably a key to being authentic as well.
0: Yes, I would agree. Absolutely. Surely, this conversation has been great. Thank you uh, so much for for participating and uh, and being on the show. I I want to leave listeners with one last thing. And uh, although you did recommend um, some writings of someone, but I I, I want to know if you could recommend a book, a movie, a play, a a film, something that has inspired you recently, and tell us why.
1: Well, uh, I think that's what I was touching on before when I when I was talking about the Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks. Um, They had written a book, Asking It Is Given. I I feel like that's a really good book, Asking It Is Given. I mean, I feel like my own book is a pretty good inspiration, too. I give a lot of tools and advice in there as well.
0: Yes, we'll we'll include some of that in the show notes for listeners. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I I think that reading, I mean, I, I love nonfiction books, too, but I think my most favorite books to read are historical fiction I love to read about Wales and England, and I've been to each one of those places three times because I read about their okay. wonderful history. I, I just love it. My best friend and I read a lot of historical history, and then we go to the places that we read about, so it's kind of neat. It's also good to read a good inspirational book or you know some kind of self-help books to constantly learn on how to improve yourself, not for others, but just so you can enjoy life. And live it to the fullest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. And again, thank you for this conversation.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I really, I really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks again for listening to Authenticity Belonging Community, the podcast that explores the ABCs of inclusivity. For those who are new to the podcast, welcome. We appreciate you listening and hope you discovered something here that will make you want to revisit as well as share with others. And if you're a returning listener to the podcast, formerly known as Incognito the Podcast, we hope the new brand aligns with what you've come to expect from the show. In our continuing journey to expand our listenership, I'm making the big ask of you to help share and spread the word. I've raved many a time on this podcast about what a delight it is to speak with the wide variety of guests we've had and how each episode offers so much to take away and learn from. I hope you will rave as well. I welcome your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Until next week, keep asking questions.